Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. Welcome, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad to see you. And today, talking a big win, Ole Miss over Tennessee, an interesting night, a really interesting night. But at the end of it all, through all the drama and all the crap and the embarrassment that followed, or almost followed, it was during the game, was a big-time win for uh, for Ole Miss, specifically for the defense and one Matt Corral. So uh, this is going to be just like your instant reaction podcast. Uh, Steven and I will we'll get together. We'll give you our collective thoughts on the game with Tennessee and then start turning the page over to LSU as we usually do. But here's like a just an instant reaction, something that I did immediately after the game and uh, on a on a separate live stream, but I know there's very little crossover audience between you and it. So here was just my instant thoughts uh, after the game, uh, just kind of raw talking about it. And Steve and I will get together uh, to do a more structured reaction. So here is when I was specifically talking about Ole Miss Tennessee uh, during that reaction live stream uh, over the weekend. And uh, I'll play that for you. So you can hear just kind of my raw thoughts after the game. Just here's what I thought happened. That was a pretty wild scene, but a big win nonetheless. I do want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage, brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you're in the market for office technology solutions, things from copiers and printers all the way down to uh, phone systems and cloud storage and data security and stuff like that. Office technology, if you're in the market for any office technology, absms.com is the website for you and tell them that Stephen and I sent you and you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. Also, fall is here. It is perfect. Perfect grilling weather. Go by LB's and, and see Greg and, and get your meat. It's the best place in Mississippi to do that. And if you're going to put something on the grill, my gosh, guys, you've got highs in the mid-70s all week long. Get something to throw on the grill. Or just if you're cooking with meat in general, LB's is the place to buy it. Just across from Kroger and University Avenue right there in Oxford. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. Let them do the cooking for you. Uh, y- you will not be disappointed, believe me. Uh, so check them out. Tell Greg we sent you. And here we go. So here was my uh, my raw thoughts after Ole Miss, Tennessee. And uh, then Stephen and I will get you that that more, that the typical uh, reaction that we usually do. But here's the the raw thoughts. Just wanted to add a little, add another episode of the rotation this week. And here that is for you. So uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee, raw thoughts right after the game. Here you go. Now that we've kind of had something to sleep on, you know, it's um, it's over now, and the emotions, if you will, from the game are at least simmering down somewhat. At least simmering down somewhat. That's still what happened in Knoxville last night. Um, like I tried to explain it to my wife this morning because she didn't she didn't watch. Uh, she went to bed before all that went down trying to explain that to somebody else that that was so just stupid incredibly stupid and when you have to 
escort your own cheerleaders and your own band out of the stadium because of how unsafe they were because of your own fans, that's all you really need to say, right? Um, And what's blowing my mind the more I think about this is that after all of that, a 20-plus minute delay, the Ole Miss coach got hit with a freaking golf ball. Players are getting pelted by beer cans and bottles, and apparently a mustard bottle found its way on the field. All of that delayed the game 20 minutes, had to escort the band and cheerleaders out of the stadium, completely out of the stadium. They had to get them out of the stadium. The, the team had to stand in the middle of the field, and they were still getting pelted with stuff. And it wasn't just a few fans. There were hundreds of bottles on the field. Give me a break. That's not a few. Uh, either way, and there was no penalty. Think about that. There was no penalty. Old Miss had to take over on the exact spot they were supposed to after a 20-minute delay when their coaches get hit with golf balls, and they had to get the band out of the stadium because the fans were so unruly, and they had to clear the field of debris, and there was no penalty. Like, they, they, there wasn't even a 15-yarder. Like, if you make a tackle and do this to a guy, that's a 15-yard penalty. But if you delay the game for 20-plus minutes because you're pelting the opposing team with bottles and golf balls and anything you can find that can hit the field, that's not a penalty. Like, that's what I keep going back to. I was laying in bed thinking, like, wait a minute. They do all that, and there's not a penalty called. Not one penalty called. How stupid is is that? I mean, it was an embarrassment. Greg Sankey released a statement. It was a pretty strong one, actually. Hopefully, uh, his actions speak as loud as his words did. I'll read it to you, actually. Um, I'll display it for you as well for those of you watching, but I, I will read it if you can't see it. But Greg Sankey released a statement. To the credit of Tennessee, their chancellor uh, released a statement saying that uh, that she was going to call Glenn Boyce in the morning. Uh, and, and talk to him and apologize. Danny White said the same thing, a similar thing, you know, how it's unacceptable and all that. You know, th- they're saying all the right things, but Greg Sankey needs to follow this statement with wor- or with actions. He needs to follow these words with actions. Here's the statement from Greg Sankey. He said, quote, the conference has established expectations for behavior and sportsmanship, and the actions of fans at Saturday night's game were unacceptable under any circumstances. We are accustomed to intense competition every week, but under no circumstances is it acceptable to endanger the contestant participants and disrupt a game. We will review existing conference policies and the commissioner's authority to impose penalties and communicate with the leadership of the University of Tennessee and all of the SEC's member universities to make certain this situation is not repeated. That is what Greg Sankey said. Um, if, If it is within the commissioner's power to fine a coach because he tweets about officials, if it is within the commissioner's power to fine a program $100,000 because their fans took the field after a game, then it is absolutely within his power, or it should be, to punish Tennessee harshly, harshly uh, for what happened here. Because that was an embarrassment. It was a hell of an environment. You you could feel it through television. It was a great environment and what should have been a really fun game, although the injury stuff was was just really disrupted the flow. It was over a four-hour football game. It was a tough watch at time. But 
that that was I mean let's be honest with it guys it was trashy disgusting stupid just incredibly stupid for that to have delayed a game for a coach getting hit with a freaking golf ball for players getting pelted with with beers that are half empty even more full than that it's an embarrassment it's stupid it's pathetic it's all of those things all of those things can be true at once um it sounded awesome and nasty and everything you want from a college football environment until and it got ruined by by trash literally and figuratively by by trash that that was trash last night it, simply put and i do love uh, the people that are they're sharing uh, the video from working on three years ago now from after the old miss tennessee basketball game in oxford where people threw cups on the floor when the game was over um as some kind of gotcha. Here's the thing about that. At that time, that was trashy and disgusting and stupid. And most of you probably didn't listen to anything I did at the time, but myself and and others, Richard Cross, who in part works for the school, he does the sidelines for football, did the same thing. Everybody thought that was trashy and stupid and disgusting at that time. So sharing that video from almost three years ago does not somehow make it okay what happened last night. It makes both of those situations not okay. It, the whataboutism that people do is so stupid. Well, what about this thing that happened three years ago? I mean, you got to be consistent. That was stupid too. It, that doesn't justify your behavior. Actions of other people d- should not justify your bad actions. I can't stand that, the, the whataboutism. That was incredibly trashy and stupid back then it also didn't delay a game 20 minutes but whatever that's what that was it was stupid it was trashy it it was terrible and it shouldn't happen that was three years ago people like pat 40 were criticizing tennessee last night because it happened last night and it delayed a football game 20 minutes or you guys know that i'm preaching to the choir here it's it's just the whataboutism is really stupid it's really stupid because both of those things are really stupid. I mean, I and on top of that, the uh, the crowd eruption when Matt Corral went down with an injury. I understand that that people are are drunk at football games, and drunk people don't always operate in their correct mind. I, I understand that. I really do. Um, sometimes fans chant things that they probably shouldn't sometimes fans do things that they they probably shouldn't um that was all i mean that that was as bad as throwing stuff on the field to me cheering an injury cheering an injury Uh, i'm not talking about any of the other injuries specifically when matt corral tried to stand up and he realized he couldn't and went back down erupting the way they did don't don't let that get uh, don't let that get lost on you. Um, and I hate that I've spent over ten minutes talking about not football because there's a lot of football to talk about. But I mean, what what a joke! What an embarrassment! It's, it's, that's just what that is. It's an embarrassment. Um, the way Cole Kublik was describing it because he was actually on the sidelines. I mean, that that's embarrassing. And and for some people, it, that's certainly dangerous. The football team has helmets on. That's fine. But when the cheerleaders are getting hit in the head with stuff. It's an embarrassment. That's what it is.
And it's not it's not unique to Tennessee, but it happened to Tennessee last night. So Williams says, can we send congratulations to Alabama for winning the Mississippi State Championship? Um, Williams says, was it more for the spot or was it more for Kiffin? It's an all-encompassing thing. Um, but the spot was accurate. I, I, there are some Tennessee media people that are arguing that that they got that call incorrect. That They did not. That that was the right call. Was it this close to being a first down on fourth and 24? At, yes, it, it was this close. But he had the ball tucked into his hip and his left arm, and his right arm was the one that that extended. It was actually a pretty darn good spot, all things considered, although it was closer than the spot indicated. But upon replay, and you see where the football is, it's down here, like right at his waist when his knee hits, he was short. It was the correct call. It was absolutely the correct call. William, it was a lot of stuff. It was it was a, a, a drunk atmosphere. Uh, it, it appeared that a lot of that came from the student section. And as you know, college students sometimes are really stupid. So it's a combination of Kiffin vitriol. Uh, they thought that they got screwed on a bad call, which was not a bad call. It was the correct one. Um, drunk, stupid, Kiffin, bad call, all mixed into one. And, and that's the kind of scene that you get. Chris says he's surprised they didn't call the game. Um, they probably should have at, at one point. When you're 15 minutes into a delay and people are still throwing stuff on the field, they probably should have at that point. Um, got dicey there a little bit at the end, didn't it? But yeah, they probably should have in that moment. Uh, they should have. It's uh, that was just, just incredibly stupid. That's all that was. Ole Miss nine hundred two says, "I'm worried about LSU with all the injuries we have on offense." Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see about Braylon Sanders. He uh, apparently uh, was going into the game quite injured. Uh, we'll see if he's able to play this week. Uh, I guess Mingo, I assume, is still out. Drummond was banged up. Corral was banged up. They got banged up on the offensive line last night. We'll see more. But, I, I mean, LSU, look, LSU beats Florida, and that was a good story, and, and Orgeron deserves credit, and those guys deserve credit for playing well. But LSU still is the LSU that you've watched all season. They didn't just magically just turn the corner, and now they're this great team again. They're still very limited. This is just what the SEC is this year, and we'll talk about that uh, later. He says the SEC should limit Tennessee ticket sales as punishment. Fines won't do anything. I think they should have ended the game right there. That's what they should have done to me. I mean, that that would have been the most effective thing. Would have had the most impact is, all right, you're going to hit people with golf ball. Who brings a golf ball to a football game? You're going to do this. Game is over. You cost your team a shot at a win. That That would have been the most impactful to me, but. Chris, aside from that, love the atmosphere. Said, coolest out-of-town environment I've been to. It sounded incredible. It sounded incredible on television. It really did. Zach says, waiting for the black eye on college football comments. You're not going to get that from me. People do that, and they they take it to the next level. Oh, this is just ruins a great day. And it didn't ruin a great day in college football. So much happened. It was one game. It That incident made... That group of fans look stupid last night. It means nothing about – I hate when people do that. Oh, it's a black eye on the sport. No, it's not. It's a black eye on those fans because they got hit in the face with a beer can. Like, that's the only thing it's a black eye on. It means nothing about college football or, or anything. 
It, it was a discuss, a really stupid, gross thing that one, a few, by the way, the few thing, when there's hundreds of cans and bottles on the field, it's a little more than a few. But anyway, uh, no, it's not a black eye on the sport or anything like that. It was a very stupid, a black eye on one fan base, and that's it. Sid says, suggestion, if a school is fined for disruptive behavior, as in last night's Ole Miss Tennessee game, the fine from the SEC NCAA should go to the other school scholarship fund. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea at all. Um, I think they do something with the fines that's not just pocketing the money, I think. I think they do something with it. T also says, I felt incredibly bad for Corral last night. Man, got no help from receivers. Yeah, he should have had a much better day than he did. Like, you look at his passing numbers, and they're a little pedestrian. He had a long touchdown pass that Jacor Pearson just, just dropped. It should have been a touchdown. It was a, a perfectly thrown football. would have been a long touchdown. He just dropped the ball. Jacor Pearson dropped another what would have been a long first down. Uh, Dontario Drummond dropped a first down. There were drops all over the field for him. Uh, but when we, you're without Sanders and Mingo going into the game and then Drummond is banged up and your offensive line's banged up, the kid battled like hell last night. I mean, that, that was just a special performance. And it should have been the second only 200-200 game in SEC history. Manziel's the only other guy that's done that. But he was five yards short. Sack yardage is factored into rushing totals in college. It's a really stupid thing, uh, but it is. Uh, so Corral last night was 21 of 38. Again, the percentage not great, but he, I mean, what, half a dozen or more easy drops last night. Uh, had two touchdowns at one interception. That was a bad decision. He hasn't made many this year. That, w- that was a bad one. That was a, a, a bad decision, a, a ball that was tipped, but tipped ball, no tipped ball. That was a bad decision. But the rushing totals, I mean, he put his team on his back. He, he 30 carries for 222 yards, but because of those 30 carries, he was sacked five times. It reduces back down to 195. Again, college football is really stupid that we factor in sack yardage to rushing totals. The NFL doesn't. College does. It's dumb. But throwing for 231, rushing for 195, on the road in front of 102,000-plus people where your best receiver is out, or at least going into the season, you thought it was going to be. Drummond is a higher volume in receptions. Mingo is out, and then Drummond is banged up, and then you're already down an offensive lineman, and his backup gets banged up in the game, so you're playing a third-string offensive lineman Who's better than this in the I mean, it just put his team on his back last night. Was beat up. I mean, the the, the leggings that he were he was wearing were ripped at the knee, and he was bleeding out of his knee. He was banged up, hurt. His team wasn't playing well around him. I mean, drops, stuff like that. Uh, he got off kind of to a rocky start early. Uh, just wasn't as accurate as he usually is early in the game. But on the road, hundred and two thousand people. Losing two receivers, offensive line in front of him banged up. It's a weird environment, weird game, and he puts out a performance like that. It just what else can you say about him other than that's what he is? He is just special. Matt Corral is just simply freaking special, and he showed you last night. Just battled, man. Uh, put the team on his back and battled. That was an elite performance when he didn't have his best stuff. That's the thing. What does a player do? 
when they don't have their best stuff or the team around them is not playing well? How does a player respond? That's when you know you've got an elite-level quarterback. When teams banged up around him and he wasn't sharp early, uh, guys were dropping balls and they weren't executing well early, and he decided to win the game in a different way. That's, that's what an elite quarterback does. He made one mistake. That was a bad mistake, too. But he made one mistake, but he showed you exactly why he's elite. Wasn't going right. 102,000 rabid, insane fans, receivers down, offensive line down, put his team on his back anyway, and willed them to a win. That is, that's one word, and that's elite. That is what Matt Corral is, and that's what he did uh, last night. Chris, I'm glad you got out of there, man. He said, I'm glad we left early. That was a, that was a good call. Andrew says, those kids are not old enough to remember 2009. Yeah, the student section was chanting a lot of F-word Lane Kiffin last night. I don't want to use that word on here. I know I can, but I don't want to. Um, those kids don't didn't know what football was when Lane Kiffin left Tennessee. Like, the student section hated Lane Kiffin. You guys don't remember when he was the coach there? Give me a break. I barely remember 2009. I was 17, and I barely remember that. The kids in college now were six years old or whatever um, when that happened. It's just, anyway, but, I mean, hell, I would have done the same thing if I were them. Let's be honest. Um, Three- and six-year-old didn't need to be in that. True. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, William. Glad to see you. And Chris says that was the loudest place he's, uh, he's ever been. What happened with the corral fumble in the first quarter? So I believe they didn't explain it well. The only way I can rationalize that is he gave himself up. And once you give yourself up, although, you know, it wasn't like a slide or anything, but he did stop. I mean, he when a ball carrier, specifically the quarterback, gives themselves up, the play is over. And so that's what the ruling was there, or at least – They didn't describe it well, but that's what I think they were trying to say is that Matt Crowell gave himself up. He he ended the play, and and when the guy gives himself up, the play is dead, and and that's that's what happened there. Zach's asking if I watched the Auburn-Arkansas game. Bo Nix looked fantastic. He did. Uh, He really did, and that's two weeks in a row now where he's played well. Uh, Auburn is going to be a challenge now for for everybody uh, that they've got left on their schedule. But that game underscores what I'm talking about in the SEC. There are nine teams in the SEC that can all beat each other, that you can argue are better than the other and worse than the other. Alabama and and Georgia are are separate, I think. I mean, we saw it yesterday with Alabama, even though they lost to Texas A&M. They're different than the other nine. So Alabama and Georgia... And Vanderbilt, Missouri, South Carolina. Take take those groups away for two different reasons. The other nine are, are all capable of beating each other, all can beat each other, and all can lose to each other. And, and not like a fluke thing, not like a, any given Saturday thing. Like if they played each other ten times, one might win five, the other might win five. That's how balanced the middle of the SEC is. It's quite remarkable, honestly, how balanced the league is this year, with the exception of the bottom three. They stink out loud. But I respect the hell out of Kentucky, man. They went to Athens and played well. They, they just don't have the horses that Georgia does. But Kentucky's for real. Uh, they're really good. They they could win out. They they absolutely could win out. It's a good football team. I, I learned a lot about that game, and it was mostly about Kentucky. I, I think they're legit. 
They're not national championship legit, but they're legit. They really are. Williams says, Vols fans should be banned from a few games. They should be punished, not the team. The team won't be. There won't be like a... Um, no, it'll just be likely a fine. Possibly a six-figure fine. Sid says, the offense didn't click last night, talking about Ole Miss, but uh, smart enough to know how to win. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I have written down here, Matt Corral, great defense MVP. When is the last time you've been able to say that Ole Miss won a football game because of defense? Maybe the bowl game last year, I guess. Uh, but they are the reason why Ole Miss won last night. Considering what Tennessee was going into this game, and they sacked Hendon Hooker five times. They finally brought some pressure and mixed up blitzes some, and it worked. Look at what happened when they mixed up some blitzes, did some stunting, brought extra men. Look at what happened. Uh, Hendon Hooker, 17-26 for 230 and one touchdown was sacked five times. Yeah, that's a great defensive performance for this team anyway. And then you gave up 222 on the ground on 4.4 per carry. That, the way Ole Miss defensively played last night, that, that's all, you, I mean, that's, that's a great defensive performance considering what you have personnel-wise and how limited you are and considering how just fast Tennessee goes and how sharp they were going into the game. That is a good performance. Sam Williams was exceptional uh, last night. Uh, Mark Robinson had five tackles for loss last night. Uh, Jake Springer came back and played well, but it was uh, it was Sam Williams and Mark Robinson. Those were your your MVPs. But Ole Miss won because of defense last night. Say that out loud if you're an Ole Miss fan listening to this. Ole Miss won a football game because they played great defense. Twenty twenty one's a weird year, guys. It's a weird year, but that was an, a, a really nice bounce back performance. Uh, they answered the call. Uh, They needed to, and they did, and Springer being back was huge for that team. And Sam Williams was great, and Robinson was great, and they had a good plan and executed it. That's why they won. They got major stops. I mean, they gave up points early in the second half, but major stops late in the game uh, in key moments. uh, It was just a good good team win, good defensive win. They needed that badly, and and they got it. They, uh, They got it for sure. Didn't know if you already talked about it. I did, Brett. But yeah, Tennessee fans cheering when Corral went down. I mean, that's again. I know people get hopped up, juices flowing, intense environment, beer, liquor flowing, and do some things that they probably uh, regret today. There are Tennessee fans that cheered when Corral went down. That this morning would tell you how stupid that was. It happens. I mean, it's really. Really shitty, forgive my language. It's trashy. Um, but uh, what was it, Utah? Utah Jazz fans that cheered when Kevin Durant went down? I think it was Utah. I can't remember. Um, I cannot remember who did that. Either way, Kevin Durant went down with an injury and home fans cheered for him getting hurt. Like it, It's not unique to Tennessee. It, it's really trashy. It's gross. But I have a feeling a lot of people, not everybody maybe, but a lot of people that participated in that feel really dumb this morning. Um, true. How about the 32.5-point favorite Liberty Hugh Freeze team losing to Louisiana Monroe? 
It's a tough scene. Pro Football Focus is still going to put Malik Willis as their number one quarterback, although he's thrown six interceptions in the last two games. Threw three last week against Middle Tennessee and three in a loss to Louisiana Monroe. But yeah, that's the best quarterback in America. Give me a break. Um, and if you're at Almost weekly, we get messages from Ole Miss fans during the radio show about how they're scared of Liberty. I hope that you watch them play Syracuse because they were, it was like a Friday night on ESPN, and then see what happened last night in Monroe. And, and please keep telling me about how Ole Miss should be scared uh, of that Liberty team. Give me a break. It's a very Hugh Freeze, uh, Hugh Freeze game, though. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's Ole Miss in Tennessee, mostly related to the crowd and how just embarrassing that is a super talk mississippi media production